Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Progressive insurance protects people's cars, homes, and other vehicles. But if you've ever seen our commercials or even just heard our name, you probably already knew that. What you may not know is that we support Humble Design, a nonprofit that furnishes homes for families and veterans emerging from homelessness. Because a little help goes a long way. And a lot of help. Well, you get the idea. Now, if you already knew all of this about Progressive Insurance, we're impressed. We'll have to find something else cool to tell you next time. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Oh, wow. Just have a listen to this. It's Frank Lampard just coming over. Giving it loads. Can't quite believe this team. Lampard's absolutely buzzing. So are all the players. Oh my word. I can't believe they've won that. Andy Gordon's coming over now. Absolutely brilliant as well today. Going on views at the end, but it's so big, isn't it? Like results. But what happened this week? I think everyone was flat coming to the ground today. Now everyone's absolutely bouncing on the way out. big performances there thank God for he was immaculate at the back you know I thought Alex Iwobi was the best game he's had for the club in the midfield 
just everyone for Sally Mikhailenko, best game since he's joined. Just absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's weird to do, but fucking hell, can't quite believe it. But that's been the start. It is the match reaction anyway. Um, you'll hear us in about ten seconds. The clients around and but my God, get in, put those toffees. Deep breath, out to the fry, <laughs> onto County Road. I've got Mark Mosey with me here. Um, I'm just knackered after that, mate. Just absolutely, you know, after Newcastle, we were still in this exact place. And I felt like we could go out all night and stay out and drink and party and celebrate. But I just want to go to bed after that. I can't believe I haven't had my, uh, my customary look at the league table, which I'll, <laughs> which I'll very briefly glance at now. Um, yeah, it's exhausting, isn't it? I think that obviously, you know, the entire process is exhausting. We said this on Wednesday night in that trying to consistently get yourself up for moments like half 12 today uh, are increasingly difficult when we got nothing back. Um, but I don't think anyone walks away from that stadium thinking that today. You know, obviously pre and during the game, getting yourself up for a, a Man United game at home at Goodison Park in albeit relatively chilly sunshine um, is, is never a chore but we just we, today was imperative that you know most of us would have taken three points at the start of this week and albeit we wanted it to be against Burnley yeah. for obvious reasons but it was essential that we had something going into this last eight games to, to cling on to and I think every single individual has given us that today this, this wasn't a team performance whereby you look at a Newcastle game where we were average yeah. in the main part and, and managed one moment of individual, you wouldn't call it even brilliance, it was just one piece of technical ability that got us got us over the line. Today was one of those, it, to me it felt like an Everton team from five or six years ago who finished seventh or eighth and they were they were pretty good. They were they were close to unbeatable at home just because of just because of how how good we were back in the day here and we we kind of just put in a what felt like a relatively routine win against the poor Man United team it it all felt not flat but it it, it felt as though we were far more comfortable than the league table ought to to tell you it should be Um, but I think that's that's obviously a credit to every player but also in terms of the manager of of how he set them up yeah and it's just on the atmosphere I think there's one positive to come out of all this and all this misery and, the, and you know this this poor season, like the last few weeks, it's been it's been amazing in there, hasn't it? You know, mm. some you know the, the game against Newcastle, the end there um, was was unbelievable. And they were, you know, we we knew can go to this ground for you know, for thirty years now, and there were times today, even having been there so many times, seen so many great games, I thought, fucking hell, this is loud. Like this, yeah. this is really loud today, and you could. You know, there was a moment where a Charles and Kit was, you know, after they'd done a seal dribble, which I'm sure we're going to speak about in a bit, came over and did a little fish pump, and it was like it was properly rocking. And listen, you're not going to always get atmospheres like like that we've had over the last few weeks because you know, sometimes you're mid-table and sometimes there's not really much to play for. But it does feel as though 
there's been a massive step up from that point of view. You know, again, the flags and the banners look boss again before the yeah, game today. Yeah. I just hope it's something that we can sort of continue <laughs> despite despite all this. It's just, you know, everything you said is spot on. It's just a shame that it come out of necessity. Um, you know, firstly based on league position, obviously, but also the fact that. We, we we simply need it to be like this at Goodison yeah. Park because it's it's everything but this when we when we go on the road. Um, but you know, as you say, the the noise, the the fact that the players are so you know, I, I've seen Everton teams be better at football and finish higher up a league table, but not be as in tune yeah. with the fan base as, as this lot are. Um, don't get me wrong, I know which one I'd take over the other, <laughs> but it, it it really does feel there are moments of home games where the entire playing stuff switch on to the fact that you do need to win niggly fouls you do need yeah, to keep it yeah. in the corner for five or six minutes which to me that was the most pleasing element of today's game the yeah. fact that we totally other than one Ronaldo chance at the end we totally nullified the last 10 or 15 minutes of the match um, and that, that that is how you win games that's how you, you win things in yeah. general I know we're nowhere near that at the moment but that that's the type of know-how that you know, albeit in a, in a totally different context, Sean Dyche and Burnley used a lot of know-how on Wednesday night to get themselves over the line, and I feel like we were we were capable of doing that today. You know, it wasn't the most creative game for Everton. Yeah. You know, so many of our attacking players from that side of their game were quiet. Um, Dominic Cavalier, in particular, obviously, we'll we'll talk about long into the week. Um, but today was all all just about one thing, wasn't it? And you know, it's it's a difficult weekend to get a positive result, um, which sounds ridiculous. But with with Watford playing Leeds and with Burnley playing Norwich, I feel like the the impact of these three points are probably not going to be known for for twenty four twenty five hours. But it's just imperative that we concentrate on doing our own thing at the moment. And you know, obviously today is about the three points. But for me today is about going into the last four home games thinking we're, we're capable of getting nine points yeah nine points from four home games is absolutely enormous um, and you know it, it may or may not happen but the fact that we're we're able to possibly think about the prospect of beating teams again now is is absolutely massive yeah um, and today was about Andy Gordon wasn't it it's um, you know I think they were better in all round performances that we'll speak about yeah um, but it was it was his fourth goal of the season but it felt like it's first, it's first in a way, didn't it? Because the, the, you know the, the two goals he scores against Brighton are when we're two goals down in the match, and you, you know he's got to run into the net and get the ball back and, and go and, and uh, kick off again. His third one was that little flick off a of Charleston shot against Leeds, which I don't, I don't even know if he knew that, that it went in. But yeah. you know, I've, I've been saying on, on the shows for a while now that I think one of the reasons he's maybe a bit rushed and looks like he's trying too hard sometimes is that he's still he's still not at that moment he's, he's not at what he had today where he's, yeah. he scores it's, it's his goal we've gone ahead and he can do the run over to the corner and do the knee slide which he's probably been yeah. practising and you know he, he can get the adulation and like I said I don't think he had a particularly good all-round game today but if there's anyone in this team that deserves a moment like that over the last few weeks for how they just stuck at it ran themselves into the ground I mean the, the lad was out on his arse at the, at the yeah. end today but I think he he's the one who deserved that moment more than anybody and I'm just made up that he got it and you know he certainly would have dreamt about growing up on this going the winning goal at Goodison against Manchester United it is it is literally what dreams are made of for, for a young Evertonian I mean we're, we're still in the shadow of Goodison here so we can actually hear the circling of the dubious <laughs> goals panel like sharks wait, waiting to see if that shot was just Stefan on target that, if, it, on. if it was even thinking about hitting the post it's getting hooked from him um, but you're, you're right actually when you go through his goals they have all had that sort of deflected broken nature to them haven't they but yeah obviously obviously today is is all about him for 
for one main reason is the fact that he's he's willing to take that risk from 20 yards I mean, yeah. I, I've already heard it said in the in the half an hour since kick off so many times that you only get those deflections and those breaks if you're willing to to break forward as a midfielder and, and when the opportunity comes you're able to to take a shot on goal and I appreciate the opportunity kind of you know literally lands at his feet today but yeah. we've said this about Everton's primarily they're attacking midfielders in recent years in that we've almost veered into that that dangerous realm of trying to score the perfect goal all too many times um, you know if we go back to people like Arteta and PNR they, they weren't ones for, for getting the ball 20 yeah. yards from goal and, and unleashing and when they did that Arteta in particular it paid off um, someone like Gordon I, I like to think that he's been told yes to break forward but also just to be that little bit more speculative when he gets in and around the box um, the, the goal for me is it, it, it's a, a contrast of of two players I think Dominic Alvaloon picks the ball up on the halfway line Dali's is out muscled yeah, yeah. um, Fabian Delft does a very similar thing I think it was Delft as opposed to Alan it was it was one of the two central midfielders but there was two Everton players in that moment that really didn't tap into the intensity of yeah. of, of the build up play had no real tempo about them and when Anthony Gordon picks the ball up on the halfway line yes it, it it, it turns out to be a misplaced pass to Richarlison who yeah. could have been through on goal but he, he is positive isn't it the point being, yeah. he, he is someone who, who consistently thinks about how to take this team forward and you know be it on a grand scale of keeping us up in the league or be it 20 yards up the pitch he, he wants to be progressive with his play um, you know it, it didn't play off with that pass but he then follows it up 35 yards to, to keep up with play and then to, to unleash a shot um, do you know, every, everything about his, his all round game bar that last 15 minutes was fantastic but the, the, the last 15 minutes I, I've never seen an Everton player more on their arse than, yeah. than he was yeah. um, it, it was amplified because Man United were trying to do everything down their left hand side it was it was harking back to the Anthony Marshall trying to bully Seamus yeah. Coleman days it was like having Rodriguez out there wasn't it do you know, do you know yeah. it's just like you basically yeah. just got a body you, you can't really offer anything at all absolutely yeah I mean in, in seasons gone by Gibral Sadibi would have been waiting <laughs> with one sock on to come on and, and play the play the second right back role just to, to firm that side up a bit but you know I'm, I'm not going to stand there and fault him for that I, I did look over at the bench and think who who possibly yeah. do you do you bring on in that situation but I think Decore helped slightly when he when he came on and, and firmed that up but you know speaking of that last 15-20 minutes I know I've touched on you know keeping the ball in the the family enclosure Gladys Street corner like we did but whether it was Man United being poor or Everton just having that little bit of of assurance about themselves we looked relatively untroubled yeah. uh, and again I say that that was, that was probably the most pleasing thing for me today in that a relegation threatened Everton team is programmed for panic yeah. and, and that is probably the one emotion that I didn't feel today Yeah, and you know there, there are a lot of you know, rightly so there are a lot of strong words said about this team and the character and the bigots it was nice to see some of those players sort of respond to that today and you know we've, we've both spoken about them before we started to record today about Ben Godfrey who, who obviously made the key mistake in the game on, on Wednesday night and you know makes a rash clearance but today he was, he was anything but wasn't it he was you know every every single cross he was in the right place he was authoritative not, not like the surgeon runs he does or the eye catching stuff it was just really good defending and he, yeah. he sniffed out all the danger all day and I think 
think that's probably his best game for, for Everton for me as, as a centre back. Obviously, he was amazing at left back at times last season and put in some swashbuckling performances. Yeah. But in terms of discipline, in terms of defending, in terms of sniffing out the danger, I think that's the best he's played for Everton. I thought him and Keane uh, really were both very good. Um, um, I'm hesitant to give Keane an enormous amount of praise because that, that first 20 minutes was akin to Alex Iwobi's last 20 minutes at West Ham. It was, it was real, real painful stuff. But, you know, credit to him that he, he's the type of player who we pointed the finger at in the last few you know years to, to go back as someone who, if he has a bad 20 minutes, you, you're going to have a bad 90. Uh, and I, I really don't think that was the case today. And time and time again, United's most prominent option coming forward looked to be a diagonal ball from full back into their central striker to, to you know it's, it's probably something that to their credit they've probably looked at Everton over the last few weeks and thought if you play that ball directly yeah. at their centre halves you'll probably get something and they got absolutely nothing today um, Godfrey as you said you know in the air yes I think he, he, he hoovered up pretty much everything that, that came in in particular from our right hand side but I think the thing I like about him is that when when the ball is played into the striker's feet that he's marking there's a notable level of aggression yeah, in him trying yeah. to win the ball um, I think so many of our defenders are so passive when, when the ball comes into their man be it a centre half or a full back I think the only other person I can think of in recent years who actively tried to make life horrible for an attacking player was Leighton Baines he, <laughs> yeah. he always used to just try and be a pain in the arse yeah. and who knows Mori but in a different way <laughs> yeah yeah slightly, slightly different way um, but you know and the, the thing that fell into Ben Godfrey's hands today was that the the exact type of reaction you don't want your attackers to have when they're under that level of pressure you're going to get from Man United because yeah. Marcus Rashford, Ronaldo, uh, in particular Bruno Fernandes, absolutely none of them are interested in getting lobbed up in the air by Ben Godfrey and that's all he wants to do. And do you know what, it, it, was, it was far less industrial than what I'm making it sound in terms of his gameplay because... It, he, he he does have that that level of calm and maturity, and it, it, it's by no means just a just a kicking everyone up in the air performance. But I think the the level of aggression he has, we, we we've said time and again this season that he's capable of being the men stood around the boys around him. Yeah. And, and disappointingly, it has looked like that at times, albeit not today. But if, if you talk about future leaders and captains and all of these things that we like to label young aspiring English footballers with, then. He takes every box at the moment. Yeah. I think it's the first time today I've, I've come out the game thinking he's had a, a good game, and, it, and it's, it being about his positioning and his awareness and being in yeah. the right place. The, got, obviously, the, the clearance in the first half yes, of the Gladys yeah. Street. I mean, that, 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 like, that, when it came across right in front of me, I was like, own goal. You know, yeah. <laughs> it goes for you, right? yeah. he's going to slice this into his own net. But that's the first, you know, we've loved his thunder and tackles, we love the way he can carry the ball and all those sorts of eye catching things. But that today was the first time like, you, you could say, the reason he played so well was because he sensed the danger and he sniffed it out and he was in the right the right place at the right time and the same you know to, to carry on with that theme as we mentioned about bouncing back from mistakes I think when we spoke on the podcast on Sunday after that West Ham game we were, we were worried about Alex Wobie because of the way in which he he sort of faded out of that game and he was sort of, you know a player that's so brittle and confident you thought perhaps this this is going to you know, set him back again but played okay on, on Wednesday or four but, but today it's no, the lad, the lad never stops running, and you know I think at times, at, at times just like watching N'Golo Kante out there, wasn't it? The, the, the yeah. ground, the ground he covered it was, was unbelievable. But he was leading the press, and he's got that little bit of something on the ball as well, and the way and the way in which he carries it. And listen, I, I I don't know if he's got a future at this football club, but 
I think, I think the one thing that's become certain of these last three games is that if this lad's going to make it at Everton, it's yeah. going to be playing in that position in central midfield. I don't know if he's there yet or good enough to do it on a consistent basis. That that, that will come with time. But I think if Everton are going to invest in this player, going to invest in the idea of Alex Wobie, it needs to be as a number eight in that midfield. There are hundreds of reasons why that team needs to play three in midfield, yeah. and I have I have banged that drum for far too long now. But. If, if not only because we haven't got two who are capable of doing it on their own and obviously Alex Awobi is, is never going to be one of those two but what he does give you yes he gives you the engine and he gives you you know the amount of running he did today I was tired in the end of just applauding him for not actually doing anything with the ball but just legging it side has to side has this always been in his game this, this feels like a new thing well, for Alex Awobi being yeah. really hard working and, and great off the ball I think that it's, it's the iconic point that every Midfielder in particular in poor form goes to, isn't it? And especially in Everton play, you know, if, if things aren't happening for you and you've been labelled as a creative player and you're not creating anything, then my advice would be to go back to basics and run your arse off. And, and it, it looks as though that, that is definitely, as you say, it, it's definitely been there inside him, but we haven't seen it anywhere near enough. Um, th- that is comfortably his best game that he's ever played for Everton by, by a million miles. And the thing I like about him being you know the third of the three midfielders as you call them the one with that little bit more freedom is that if, if you put him 40 yards out from goal in between the lines he is capable of picking that pass yeah um, you know it only takes one of those moments in a game for my money he created one of those and it was just unfortunate that it was Calvert-Lewin on the end of it running through on goal as opposed to a, a Damari Gray or a Richarlison who probably would have made more of the situation but I can't fault one aspect of his game today and you know we, we've already stood here and spoke about numerous individual fantastic performances, but Alex Awobi for me is head and shoulders above all of them because plus he's man of the match, yeah. Well, it, absolutely, probably. Uh, absolutely. Um, but I think th- there's an undertone of redemption about Alex Awobi, isn't there? Whereby when he when he is able to pick that out in a situation that we're in against a team that we're against, I think it's. A, a massive credit to Alado. I think most of us were ready to write off six months ago. Yeah, and just one last player I want to speak about individually. Like I said, if I, I thought Pickford was man of the match for those early saves and that late stop, but you know he's, he's been excellent in the main all season. But Mikalenko today as well, really, really good signs from you know. I think yeah. I think we spoke on the part a lot about not being quite sure about him and maybe not not the best going forward or, or the best technically, but just really athletic today. I thought he looked a lot fitter than he has done since he's been at the, at the football club. And probably no surprise that I haven't played three games in a row. All of a sudden, he's looking a bit more accustomed to the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, the problem with him is that there will be the eternal comparison, won't there? Yeah, with, yeah. with not not only Luca Dean, but we, we've got Leighton Baines. Fuck me, we've we got Ashley Cole as coach <laughs> and stuff. Like, there are numerous other left backs in recent modern, in recent times who are willing to make him look a little bit worse than he probably actually is. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's lit the place on fire since he's come in. Um, the, there are numerous footballing and non-footballing reasons why that may be yeah. the case, but certainly in the Burnley game in the week, I thought it was a massive improvement. Um, you know, from a very basic point of view, to get him forward on the pitch, to get him yeah. inside the penalty area in order to win a penalty, <laughs> for me at the time, was progress. But today was leaps and bounds. Um, we, we don't know if this is going to be the fullback who gets us 10 or 15 assists a season. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be that, is he? Well, and, and that's unfortunately where we've been spoiled over the years, isn't it? You know, everything goes down Everton's left. Everything involves their left their left winger, and in particular their left fullback, and, and that pressure will, will rest on his shoulders for, for some more time to come yet. Yeah, but 
in a very similar breath to that you look at Alex Iwobi, you want someone like him to come in and on the back of a couple of average average to good performances and showing a bit of promise at Burnley. If you've got Man United in the early kickoff on a Saturday here at Goodison and the ball's there to be won in a 50-50, you absolutely yeah. launch your entire body into it. And the, the number of times he was aggressive and firm in the tackle today, didn't shy away from, from challenges on the floor or in yeah. the air, kept whoever was playing right wing for them quiet because, you know, b- between Fernandez, Ronaldo and whoever was at, at that point drifting out Alanga, on the right-hand side. <laughs> exactly, they're, they're very fluid and it can be difficult as a fullback to pick that up at times, but the, the, there was no interest in Man United to go down that right-hand side in the second yeah. half and I think a lot of that was was yes due to the fact that we had we had notable weaknesses on the right-hand side with, with Gordon flagging, but I think they probably took a look at Mikalenko in that first hour and thought we're getting absolutely no change out of that lad. Um, and it was nice, you know, the, the last 10 minutes that we spoke of to see it down Everton's left-hand side. Richarlison was obviously always going to be involved, but to see Mikalenko linking up with him before Richarlison went central, winning those niggly fouls and those throw-ins off United players, taking all that that appreciation from, from the main stand and from the Gladys Street, it, it, it was one of those games that was, that was pivotal in what you hope will be a very promising future for him it's just, it's just, it's just really athletic I thought today as well he just, yeah. just looked like physically really good so and listen that, that, that's all going to come with time and like you said there's obviously been a lot of stuff on his mind but uh, not out of danger yet mate are we but you know it just you know, I think it felt like all was lost in it after that Burnley game and, yeah. and to, to be here now with, with three points is just you know like, like I said I'm just, I'm just exhausted it's, it's been so draining I'm glad we've got a 10 day break yeah, I mean, you know, I say that the main positive for me is that I, I do look at those home games now, and you know, it's up to you in terms of how pessimistic you want to be of whether you throw those away in games in the bin yet. But I, I, I don't know. The, the optimist in me probably does look at Leicester and Watford and think, well, it the components are clearly there, aren't they? To go and you know, I'm not I'm not talking about mining miracles here but going away to Watford to get a point should be capable for these lads and I, I know that I know that we'll we'll stumble on the road eternally and that's just what Everton do but I certainly look at every single home game here regardless of opposition um, part of me favours Man United and, and Chelsea yeah. coming here because you know the the intensity of not only the players but just everything about that place today um, and you know they, they are the afternoons with with Bramley Moore shooting up by the day, oh. regardless of what league we're in, I will I will miss that. It's gonna be horrible, isn't it? No, I, I was thinking that myself today. Like I, I don't ever want to leave this place. But part of me thinks it'll be it'll be less painful just to go down <laughs> than, than to have a really good final season here, um, because if we're, if we're winning week out week in week out against big teams like that in the sunshine of Goodison Park, we won't ever want to leave. But I think that they're the afternoons that in three or four years time regardless as I say if the situation that we're in will reflect on and think we were we were living in a very fortunate time there yeah um, great to be Man United they, they are the detestable outfits aren't they they've got, yeah. they've got some horrible players and then I mean there's some talent being I know, I know we're not in no position to yes. call anyone awful and, but you know you look at the players they've got there and they were terrible today, weren't they? I think it was yourself a couple of weeks ago, Matt, that said that they are Everton with better players. Yeah. There, there is no plan. There is no connectivity between any of the players. Um, you know, we're fortunate. I, I sit relatively close to the pitch. You're able to to gain an appreciation of a football team's strategy and 
what, what they're actually trying to do with the football in particular at the park end unfortunately in the last 20 minutes of games when, when teams are really coming at us for me there wasn't that level of danger today because it all, it all felt very broken from a Man United point of view and you know as much as I really don't care about them we, we said that their fans are eternally not optimistic but they are with Always their team yeah, yeah absolutely yeah um, but the animosity from, from their 3,000 fans towards their players going off in that corner today was was tangible um, heartwarming and, from our point of view oh fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah um, seeing Ronaldo limping off in tears was fabulous as well but was he crying no, not, not literally but you know you, we all know the face um, well, I, you know what we, we can empathise in terms of where we've been this season but I don't think as an Everton fan that as you said coming to the stadium for the last 30 years I'm not I'm not ready to to hold out the olive branch of sympathy <laughs> yet because they, they they have seen some good times yeah. Um, but yeah it's um, it, it's nice for once that you know we, we've seen weak football teams come here and use Everton and Goodison Park as their medicine yeah. to, to change that and, and for once to to stand on the neck of a, of a failing football team and really take advantage of that it was it was a refreshing change get in um we're off for a big sleep, I think, after that. Um, absolutely not. Especially after your day at the races. Well, yeah, it was, it was all right. Uh, and yeah, just right, anyway, everybody came up to us at an injury yesterday and in the ground today and said... Um, Having a shite. <laughs> and said, said, thanks for the, the pods and the content recently, I really appreciate it. Um, might have spent to some years in a bit of a worse or worse state yesterday. Um, so I can only apologise for that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, enjoy what's left of your weekend. Anyway, uh, that's been your instant reaction. Four Everton, one Manchester United nil. I'm on holiday tomorrow, so Dave Downey's your man this week um, in regards to podcast. So there might not even be one, you know. Unfortunately, you never know uh, with Dave. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'll be back again next week. I had a lot Leicester game, but uh, yeah, enjoy your Saturday night. We've absolutely needed that. Up those toffees, just be too soon. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.